At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up, folks, and welcome in. It is a football Friday and a good one at that. Mike Roberts is going to be with us. I was maker in 15 minutes to discuss. The upcoming weekend of conference championship action and the legendary Jimmy Vaccaro, who does not make six-figure bets here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, despite what some other social media outlets might tell you, is going to be with us in studio as well. What's up, man? Yeah, as a veteran odds maker and an employee of the South Point, Jimmy is not placing bets at the South Point. And uh, for those who don't know, there was a uh, video that circulated on Twitter this week saying, Jimmy Vaccaro made this bet at the South Point. That's not the case. It was not the case. There's a lot of misinformation out there in the... uh, uh, sports betting world now with a lot of newbies in it who really don't know what's going on. How about uh, Football Friday? We got a good one on tap. You set up Micah Roberts, former Vegas sportsbook director, and uh, Jimmy Vaccaro today. And um, we also got a golf tournament to talk about, yep. NBA, college hoops. So it's not all football on Friday. No, no, it's not. And that's going to be how it is going forward. We're at the tail end of the season. We are approaching the end. But we begin with football, and we begin with bets at the South Point, and we begin with the AFC Championship game because the South Point for a few moments, it was a little little bit, out here, went to 7.5 minus 110 on the AFC Championship game Mm -hmm. today, Matt. Humans were back to 7 with a total of 54, kind of as as you expected, right? The South Point, the lone book out there that doesn't alter the juice in any way whatsoever. So when you went to 7.5, you expected some buyback relatively quickly, and that was the case. So while the 7.5s were up there, they were fleeting, and we're back down to 7 with a total of 54. Yeah, I did not uh, realize at the time that the South Point was a seven and a half. I went ahead and bet this. I, I took the Bengals plus seven and a half at minus one twenty. Okay. Uh, I thought the seven and a half will probably show at some place over the weekend uh, before kickoff. But since I'm headed headed out of town to San Diego for the golf tournament, I had to go ahead and put the bet in, and uh, so I went ahead and played the Bengals and paid the extra ten cents. It's not going to kill me. No. If they win, it, or if they cover, it shouldn't matter. Uh, you don't have to pay juice on winners, right? <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so right. I think seven and a half is a good number for the Bengals. And when the South Point goes to that number, Chris Andrews knows that right away you're going to get sharp play in the right. Bengals plus seven and a half. He knows that. And uh, he was probably not surprised at all to be right back at seven. Yep. I was probably almost expecting it to a certain extent, right? Yeah. Moving it and then getting it back and then flashing back to seven and a half. So that was about, uh, I think, oh, what, like 7.55 our time out here in the uh, Pacific time zone. So 
Well, like I said, was fleeting, wasn't up there for long, back to seven. And we'll see where this goes by the time we get to uh, Sunday. Like you always say, there's plenty of time before kickoff for these numbers to move and get to a certain point. Seven and a half minus 110 might appear again. Yeah, if you think about it, you don't even have anywhere close to the majority of the public money coming in yet on these games. It's all going to come in today, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, so you could still see a three on the Rams, and you could still see some seven and a halfs on the Bengals. Correct. So. With that, the other update, of course, too, and we'll, we'll get to the, the minutia, the details of these matchups, but want to get some of these numbers out of the way to update anybody who hadn't been paying attention. Uh, in terms of the NFC Championship game at this point, the only thing that has stuck out, really, is there are a few shops right now. Uh, some of the sharp shops, right, like Circa, Westgate, for example, have altered their juice to the dog side at minus 120. It's been the case throughout the week. But other spots are just sitting at that 3.5, minus 110. And it seems mm-hmm. kind of dead right here in terms of the movement. At Rams minus three and a half. The total is the one that has moved, though. Uh, we're seeing some play to the under here. This is now down to 45 and a half after opening up 46. Well, that's definitely a sharp move. There's yeah. a lot of sharp betters who like the under in this game and uh, played it under 46 and a half. Yep. Uh, so that's, that's what's moved that number. You know, the public might come in and play this over. Public tends to play favorites and overs. Pretty so, much every, yeah, I was going to say everything uh, over. Not going to be a little bit of a surprise if that happens this weekend. You, ha- you had about a day here at the South Point to lay three with the Rams. You didn't have to be quick on the trigger. Uh, Chris Andrews left that three up there, minus three on the Rams for quite a while. Uh, I I think at some point it'll show up again somewhere this weekend, if not here at the South Point, somewhere else. Uh, It seems like the the Niners are gaining a lot of support. Uh, I'm not going to say they're a public dog because there's – and when you've only got two games this weekend, there's going to be plenty of sharp guys and uh, plenty of public betters on each side of uh, both games. Yep. And now, and you mentioned too, because, you know, leaving it uh, at that minus three, it's not going to be like taking like seven and a half, right? Seven and a half is key. You're talking about a key number plus a hook, so you can grab that. Sharp's going to be all over it. Mm-hmm. Playing three, right? It's not sharp. If it went to two and a half, then all of a sudden you'd see that and it'd be gone pretty quick. But it's sitting at three minus 110. You can leave that up there and you probably won't get a bum rush of money. Right. The first big bet taken here at the South Point this week was on the Rams' money line at minus 165 for $165,000. Now, he made the second bet for 220. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) He was the one taking the three and a half with the Niners. Uh, That's right. That's right. That's right. For (laughs) 220,000. That was the second bet that came in. So you're seeing big money on both sides in the Niners Rams game. I I lean a little bit to the Rams at minus three. Not going to be a big play for me in that one. Yep. So. Numbers are set for the most part here, and as you discussed, you and I are on the same side in terms of the AFC Championship. Actually, it seems like we're pretty much on the same side for both of these games from a side perspective for both of these. I will say I do have something gnawing in the back of my head that wants me to play under 54.5 for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, but if you hold on, you might be able to play under 55. Uh, That's the thing. I lean under more so in that Bengals-Chiefs game because I think – the more you hear everyone talk about this game this week, if, uh, if I've talked to 20 people, 20 of them like it over the total. Uh, typically, when that's the case, you want to bet the opposite. I, it's the last time these teams played, the Chiefs got out to a 14-0 lead. The Bengals rallied. Ends up 34-31. You see that, and you think, how, how can this game not go over? It's got to be a shootout as well. Well, the Bills-Chiefs uh, Bills game last week was sitting on 47 points with two minutes to go. Right. And uh, you tend to forget because of the wild finish that that game looked like it was going to stay under the total. So uh, these teams know each other so well. I think the defense is going to have a little bit better plan to stop the offense, as you would think, in the rematch. But I could be completely wrong about that. I, I just think the uh, – I, I would lean – this total opened 50 and a half, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And that was at the Westgate Superbook. Those guys are pretty sharp. They know what they're doing. They're not trying to throw up a bad number so everybody can play it over. Uh, 50 and a half – 
I, I did think it was too low. I thought it would have opened the total around 52. But now we're talking 54 and a half that might go to 55. I'd probably have to play under 55 if, if you see that. And for all those out there who agreed with, or not even agreed with that, but I, I read that Twitter thread that we had earlier in the week was like, what no, What would the number have to be for you to bet this game under the total? <laughs> and like every response was like 61, 64, right? Like right. in the defense, even though there's no defense needed, of hanging like a 50 and a half, the first game closed 51, right? So it's not mm-hmm. like that was out of the world in terms of hanging that number. Yes, it went over like you mentioned, but that was the closing number for that. And the other part of this, and you mentioned it, Right. If I can go out there and look and realize, like, hey, man, like Joe Burrow's all these quarterbacks, they're really good against the blitz. You probably don't want to give them any opportunities to, to, to do that. Mm-hmm. I would assume that you're going to see a much more conservative game plan from Kansas City in terms of sending pressure after Joe Burrow. They have enough talent up front. You'll just be able to get after them with you know, your down linemen, drop everybody back and make them more patient. And that's kind of been the issue for Burrow throughout the season. When he's looked most human, it's been against guys who can pressure him with their down four and then drop everybody else back. And we saw the Raiders do it to him twice. Yeah. And th- those games went under the total, right? Uh, and I think you're probably going to see it again, or at least a form of that here against Kansas City. And like you mentioned, a pretty big move to the point where if I'm going to be able to get under 55, I'm in. You know, I was going to, I had some notes taken on this too, because uh, the first time these teams played, the, uh, the Chiefs were blitzing Joe Burrow, uh, and he, he was killing the blitz. And I think that what you're going to see here, Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards in that game. And that was mostly because Burrow capitalized against the KC Blitz. And that's what I'm talking about. I think these defenses are going to realize, hey, this is what did not work the first time we played. And uh, this is what's going to work better the second time. And that's why I think it might be a lower scoring game. Jamar Chase is not going off for 200 plus yards receiving. His his prop right now for receiving yards, I think yesterday I saw as low as 82 in this game. And remember, too, one of the stats that we brought up uh, throughout the week here when it comes to this, a matchup of the team that is 32nd defensively in yards after catch allowed, that would be mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, versus the fourth-best offense in terms of yards after catch would be the Cincinnati Bengals. How do you get yards after catch? Quick passes into the open field. And Kansas City, when you're blitzing a lot, you're going to give that up. So yeah. I don't think you're going to see that this time around uh, for Kansas City. Uh, you look at those props up there. We have the graphic on Jamar Chase in the regular season. 81 catches, 1,455 yards, 13 touchdowns. These are the bet MGM props. 87 and a half. This week, their number is up to 87 and a half, which is higher at bet MGM than some places in the market. Receptions, five and a half. Longest catch, 28 and a half. Uh, I think he'll have more than five and a half catches. Yes, I think that would be the case. I think you're probably going to feed him as much as possible. There's yeah. no way that you're a. Uh... Of course, he overshaded to minus 155, so <laughs> I'm not going to lay that price. But I think that's the way most people looked about the Jamar Chase props. He had 11 for 266 the first time. He's not going to put up those numbers, but I think it's reasonable to expect he's going to you know, put up uh, seven catches for 100 yards. Well, uh, we'll have, of course, it's Football Friday, so we're going to have plenty of coverage on this. So Micah Roberts is going to be with us in a couple of minutes. Get Jimmy Vaccaro in here, too. So before we get to Micah, I wanted to touch on this because we get some big-name AFC and NFC Championship game matchups this weekend. Well, we got big names at the top of the leaderboard uh, over at the Farmers Insurance Open. Both figuratively and literally, Justin Thomas and John Rahm. He's the big one. Uh, 14 under. So far through five, they're both one under for the tournament. But I know you've been following this pretty closely. And I got a text from you yesterday. I'm going to type this in really quickly. R-I-C-K-I-E. Oh, no, Ricky Fowler did not. (laughs) Yeah, how about that? Ricky Fowler with an opening round 66. He shot a 76 (laughs) yesterday, missed the cut by one. Also missing the cut, Brooks Kepka. Yeah. With his new blonde hair, which is uh, pathetic. Wait, right. I didn't notice this. What? Oh, he, he, yeah, he dyed his hair blonde. Oh, boy. It's bad. Tough guy dyeing his hair blonde, platinum blonde. Bryson DeChambeau missed the cut. Bryson and Brooks both missed the cut. Jordan Spieth put up a 78. He's gone. 
Phil Mickelson didn't make it. Tony Finau, history. Sam Burns, the guy I bet on, didn't make it. So most of my guys are in decent standing here, but Sam Burns didn't make the cut. One guy, Jeff Sherman of the Westgate Superbook, and I both played here. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, I'm not sure if Jeff played him. Jeff played Maverick McNeely, who had an ace today, by the way. Yeah. Uh, McNeely had a hole in one, so that prop catches if you bet the yes. Will Zalatoris at 35 to 1 right now, sneaking up on the leaders, JVT. Zalatoris, Willie Z at 12 under par. Oof. And he's five under today, which a five under on the south course of Torrey Pines is a great score. I would assume they kept this now like 100 to 1 to win the Masters, right? You don't like that blonde. Oh, that's there. not that's good. Bad. You ever seen bad Happy news. Gilmore? He looks like the, uh, yeah. you remember the yeah. young blonde caddy that he uses yeah. and then beats up? Yeah, he looks like the grown up version of him. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll come back. Uh, we have plenty left to get to on this Football Friday here on The Edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs and then on championship weekend, of course. 56 hours of free coverage on vcin.com are there for you leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the vcin betting experts before, during, and after the action on vcin.com. Sixth time, honored to be there for all of them. Every single one. And the one moving forward. All right, let's talk. A little bit more on Championship Weekend. Micah Roberts is with us. Nice enough to give us some time. Odds maker, former director of uh, former sportsbook director as well. And we'll get his perspective on the two games coming up this weekend. Micah, thank you. We appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll start with the AFC Championship game. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this throughout the week. Uh, the fact that this has just been floating around seven, seven and a half. And from a bookmaker's perspective, right, uh, no need to really mess around with this uh, because you'll get sharp action the second you move to that flat seven and a half. Yeah, and you just saw that over at the South Point uh, today. Uh, Chris went to seven and a half. It took him about three hours, but he eventually found Bengals money. But I think it's telling because, you know, as soon as you put up the first number that's off a key number, like a seven and a half, you immediately get hit on the phones or you got somebody driving from way down the strip trying to hurry to make the number. And that's the way it usually happens. It's like a 20, 25-minute process. The fact that it lasted so long has me concerned that there's not a lot of bank money out there. And um, when initially, I was like, this, this game could go to eight. Is eight and a half the number that they'll take? And 
Somebody came a little later, so I think it'll still go higher after uh, even after what happened at South Point today. All right, you can find him on Twitter at MicahRoberts7 and also at VegasInsider.com. Micah, uh, how do you handicap this game, and uh, are you going to bet it side or total? Yeah, I'm going to bet the side later. I'm going to take a shot with the, the, the Bengals. Um, you know, I'm, I'm making a case for them, and it's really hard when you look at the Chiefs. They've won 11 of their last 12 games. They've been absolutely at their best. Remember that stretch when they beat the Cowboys 22-9 or something, and they mm-hmm. beat the Broncos like 15-10 or something like that? After that, they they just got together. And I don't know, Mahomes, uh, what happened? But they all are playing at their highest level, 42 points their last two games. How can you bet against that? How in the world could I even think of betting that if I can get 7.5 or 8 with the Bengals? And it's just one of those things, the one loss out of the 12, last 12 they've had, was to the Bengals. The one loss was a team that absolutely exposed their secondary for 400, over 400 yards and fantastic leaping catches by Chase over Ladarius Sneed, who just got beat up man coverage over and over again. This is what the Bills should have done last week. And they waited too long to expose that secondary. And that's why I think we have a chance because I think Joe Burrow, first two playoff games, first two wins, I think he's, um, I think he's the next guy. You know, he's the mm-hmm. next moment. Maybe he's got to wait till next year. But I think we're seeing the growth process here. And they've covered their last six games. And most of it was with Joe Burrow absolutely making insane throws in clutch time. So, um, yeah, I, I can make a case for them. And definitely the over just because of the way – the Chiefs are going. I know sharp money has come in on both unders, but the over to me on this game, I mean, I, I don't see the Bengals' defense slowing the Chiefs' offense much. It's the expectation that Burrow will uh, overachieve again, as he's done the last uh, five out of six weeks. So I look at uh, I look at that as incentive. So, yeah, I would go over and wait on the, the Bengals to get the better number. All right, that's Michael Roberts. He will take the Bengals plus seven and a half and over the total, which is 54 right now at the South Point. Micah, I got a two-part question for you here. You're a Broncos fan. Are you fired up about the Nathaniel Hackett hiring by the Broncos? And are you expecting Aaron Rodgers to be your quarterback? Well, you know, it's my uh, fanship. Uh, The back-to-back Super Bowl wins was kind of when I, you know, put my uh, heart and everything away and said, okay, it's just go time. When they won the Super Bowl against the Panthers, it wasn't that big a deal to me anymore, like, like you know, when Elway beat the Packers. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. New coach. Um, I think I got one of those coaches that I've always wanted, the guys that were really good at Madden when I grew up. And, you know, I want motion. I want all that stuff that Shanahan and LaFleur and all these guys do uh, that uh, create such great offenses to, to defense. So, I'm happy for that and happy maybe with his relationship to Rodgers. Maybe we can get one or two years out of Roger and make a run at the Super Bowl, and that'd be awesome. I think he's got a great line. I think he's got a nice young running back, a great receiving core. I think there's a lot to be attractive of with Denver instead of the rebuilding mode. Apparently, I guess that's what the Packers are in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's some definite positives there. But, yes, I like – I like the young coach. I don't know, Fangio, I mean, he was never a coach before, not that Hackett was, but at any level, at his age, never a head coach. That was a problem for me right out of the gate. Like, all of a sudden, he's going to be this dynamic leader. Um, and he was a good defensive coach, not, not a team leader, though. 
Yeah, Vic Fangio, great defensive coordinator. Not uh, yes. not very good as a head coach. Second part of the question, quickly. We know the opponents on the schedule for the Broncos. We don't know exactly how it sets up. Let's say the Broncos' season win total is going to be around eight. With Aaron Rodgers, what do you bump it up to? Is it ten, ten and a half? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, we got we got seventeen games now, so probably ten and a half. Yeah. I mean they they were competitive in the division uh, last year and competitive. You know, they just didn't have any quarterback play. If they can just get somebody, I'm not, not even talking all pro level, just somebody to just run the team and be confident. And they, they haven't had that since Manning left. Hi, JVT. Mike Roberts also does work for CBS Sports AQ. And on the sports line, he has nailed it says 10 of his last 11 picks involving the San Francisco 49ers. Wow, let's discuss this. Uh, yeah, let's get off the topic of Rodgers because Mike will be disappointed when he's uh, in Indianapolis Colts. But that's another uh, conversation. Uh, all right, Mike, so walk us through this then. 49ers catching three and a half right now against the Los Angeles Rams. His total's dipping two to 45 and a half, but you clearly had a pretty good read here on the San Francisco 49ers. So what are you expecting? Yeah, no, all year. Um, Last year, Road, Garoppolo with Kittle and Samuel, just awesome. Uh, Garoppolo on the road, uh, 15-4, APS is less. Uh, what is it? No, that's the underdog, as an underdog, 15-4, APS. And the main thing is the chess match between McVeigh and Shanahan. And I know this irritates McVeigh more than anything, is that he knows that Kyle knows what he's going to do next, so he's got to change up his game plan so he fools Kyle into thinking he's going to do something else, but he's really going to do this. It's like a crossover because they know each other so well with uh, LaFleur, right? They were Washington together. And six straight wins for the 49ers over the Rams. And the one, both of them this year were, I mean, they outgained them, outplayed them. Uh, 784 yards to 543 yards. Uh, Samuel was a Swiss Army knife, dicing them up. Four touchdowns, passing, running, throwing, did it all. Um, that's not going to change. They can't stop Kittle. Uh, Garoppolo's been good against them. Um, and it's a, a, well, who knows? It might be a home game the way the Rams were afraid of 49er fans buying tickets again. So they might have a, you know, just the same home edge as the Rams do, like they did in week 18. I know, like so. When you're looking at this uh, right now, in terms of where the number might end up, what do you expect? Because this has been going from four to three and a half. It flashed to three for a little bit, but ultimately came back here. Is three and a half where you expect it to close? Yeah, I do actually. I, the, the Rams money. Uh, there's two different chart groups on this. So uh, when I talked to Chris earlier today, and you know he's bounced back seven total times from opening three and a half to three. Whenever he goes to three, the uh, one sharp group comes and bets it. A three flat, that is, and then he goes to three and a half, and, and sharp groups take it with the Niners. So he's perfectly balanced here. He just doesn't want the game to land on three. And I think it's a good probability that the game will land on three, but maybe the Niners by three. All right, if uh, we see the favorites advance here and we have a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl, what do you open the number, Mike, as a sportsbook director? Are you going to open the Chiefs minus two, or where do you put it? Well, I, I don't want it to be on a – solid number, so I would wait for them to push me. So, yeah, two to two and a half, uh, and then, you know, get that big push. I mean, I'm certain if the Chiefs win this game, I can't imagine opening uh, that look. Because it's just been – if they win this game, it's going to be another fantastic uh, blowout. So, as always, with the title games, you have to kind of put in an extra 
tacked on the line on what we saw last. If it's the Chiefs that were awesome, that's going to be what people saw last for the next you know, two weeks of, of action. Micah Roberts, again, former uh, bookmaker. Micah, it's good to talk to you. Thank you very much for the time. Good luck this weekend. Guys, anytime. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. You see the Super Bowl odds there via BetMGM. Of course, the Chiefs' favorite plus one twenty-two to one on the Rams. 49ers plus four fifty, and the Bengals at eight to one. All right, I'll throw this at you. We're going to be doing the opening line show Sunday night from Circuit, like we do mm-hmm. every week. Uh, let's say the Chiefs win by seven. Say the Rams win by three or four. What What do you think the Super Bowl line opens? Is it going to be Chiefs minus two and a half or three or what? I was going to go under three for sure. Okay. So I'll go. I'll go Chiefs minus two and a half. Now, you know what? I'm going to go Chiefs minus one and a half. Really? You don't think the public's going to be on the Chiefs? I think they will, but, I mean, the Rams. This is the one game of the year where the public money dwarfs the sharp money. It, it, yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I also think the Rams, you have to give them a little a little bit more credit given the, the teams that they beat and the way that they got here too, right? And they're on their home field. That's right. It's home that's, stadium. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they're, they're home, that's for sure. All right, we got to come back. Uh, Jimmy Vicaro is going to be with us, get his thoughts on what's been going down here at the South Point this week. is the edge on VSN, the sports betting network. Join the playoff action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight-part contest series. Compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just an air cut. It's Supercuts terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jimmy Vicaro is nice enough to stop in. Give us some time here before Conference Championship weekend. What's up, man? It's always my pleasure to see you, too. I only see you guys when you're running in and running out. But obviously, you know, things have been good. Uh, I I have no complaints, and I'm sure you two don't either. You know, just uh, this VEASAN thing's like a skyrocket. I mean, it just keeps grabbing on. It keeps We keep doing more and more and more. And uh, we should have a nice big uh, announcement early next week, and I think everybody will truly enjoy it. But, you know, getting back to this football stuff, you guys are – been around a long time. The interest is unbelievable anymore with these. You know, it started last week with the uh, two, three, and one games, whatever. Here's something relatively interesting. We had the games last weekend. Counting those four, uh, five games, whatever there were, uh, if you go back to a big Saturday with college and a full schedule in the NFL, those five or six games did more no. business over a million dollars more than we normally would do. And that just shows, just shows you, like, the interest is coming on with these t- type of playoffs. And, and if they would go to 18 with the college, you might even start to rival that oh, thing yeah. also. So interesting, and uh, I think it's going to be a mini Super Bowl come, uh, come Sunday morning. Well, it certainly helps when guys like you are placing bets for 220000 yeah. here at the South Point. Well, it's kind of fun. You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's call it like it is. I mean, some, I mean, some of these offers put up, but it was my bet. You know, my bet was 440000 So that was <laughs> No, those bets, when we post them, the unbelievable response we get is incredible. So that's what yeah, – we started doing it about a year and a half ago. Now mm-hmm. everybody's – there's a lot more uh, seemingly doing it. But you know how many replies we got? Mm. 182,000 replies. Really? 
And, you know, again, I surely can't uh, ask everybody, you know, who chimed in, but you just get the feeling half of them are hoping you blow your freaking brains out because they ain't got any money. They got a miserable life, and this knucklehead's betting $220,000. So it is different, my friend, than it was 30, 35 years ago. That I can tell you. People were calling you fools for your bet. They didn't agree with your wager. Yeah, I, that's the other thing. Like, <laughs> hey, who's this donkey? I don't, he don't know. All I know is, like, I sit here and pick winners. Meanwhile, you're in a, uh, you rent your apartment for 85 a month. <laughs> that was a two hundred twenty thousand dollar bet on the Niners plus three and a half. You also took one hundred sixty five thousand on the Rams money line. Mm-hmm. That was the first big bet you took this week. Yeah, so. and we're seeing many more of these things. First of all, let's you know be as very plain as possible. Uh, going way back, I'm going way back twenty five thirty years ago, when the expansion of the gaming betting wasn't intact yet, you know, that would have been probably like maybe the only two big bets we'd have taken because, but now since the whole country is basically taking bets, what you're getting people now, and I, you know, they come up and talk to me, they're, you know, they're, they're still coming to bet no matter where they're betting, betting at. So it's just the explosion of, of, uh, of wagering. And as I said a few years ago, uh, it's going to be what, maybe like three to five years when every state yeah. Other than like Utah and Hawaii, whatever, uh, have access to that. That's how strong this stuff has been. You know, we were talking about this uh, a few years ago after PASPA mm-hmm. had passed. Would uh, the spread of legalized wagering across the country hurt the state of Nevada? Jimmy, in the past couple months here, we've seen Nevada have over $1 billion mm-hmm. in a uh, sports betting handle. Well, so obviously it has not hurt Nevada's handle. Well, again, you can, but you can understand like going way back. Well, I was here way back when, too. Like the people in Nevada said, we don't want anybody else. We want them to come to town to make their bets, which is very understandable. But once they saw that like it wasn't going to stop, and then what happens in Nevada kicks in is like the marketing process went. And so, I mean, to write that amount of money, and obviously, you know, we don't have you know, a million outlets uh, that these other places do. But you're right. It actually changes your attitude about betting so you're not afraid to come to bet. And, you know, now it's okay to take your wife or your girlfriend to the game. And, and they, let, excuse me, into a book, and they bet their $50 two-teamers, and they're very happy. So, yeah, it's quite different. We still got a way to go. Yep. All right, so we got the other side of this. Uh, so we talked about some of the bets you guys took. Mm-hmm. Uh, walk us through what happened when you guys moved over to 7.5 on uh, Bengals well, and Chiefs. Y- you know, you kind of figured it, it's been laying there. Uh, it laid there. It actually just went up and down maybe one blink. Uh, but it, it, Chris was getting uh, overwhelmed with the minus 7. Mm-hmm. And so he, what you do now, and obviously Chris is on top of all of this also, and is like you sometimes just want to test the water. You know, so you throw it out there. Now, you can test the water for $220, but you can also test it for $110,000. And, and the way that we think, and obviously could backfire to some degree, but, you know, when you get that kind of money, yes, you understand if you've been around the racket long enough, it could come seven and you could blow $100,000. But in the overall picture of everything, you're just eating up more juice. They're laying 110000 to win 100000 So what it does is, like, it fits into the whole mold of whatever. And I, I've never been afraid, nor has Chris, to, like, to move off a hard number or, or keep on a hard number, only because you can't be afraid. You still need to have volume if you want to overcome everything. All right, so let's say the Chiefs and the Rams, if the chalk advances to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you prefer to open the number? As you've been a bookmaker for about 40 Super Bowls. Yeah. You, would you open the Chiefs 
two and a half, or would you put it at three? What, what, uh, talk us through the, uh, well, the process of how you put up a Super Bowl opener. This is the only thing, and me and Chris haven't talked about it, but like if you're just going back to like I had the, you know, way back when, uh, sometimes what you do also is like, you know, let's say that like you're overwhelmed uh, in your future book on one side. Well, you can tilt it one way to see, to A, to take some of the liability off, and B, maybe you're right, maybe it doesn't change it. But, you know, that that's the thing you look at also, because the futures anymore take so much money. And reason why, way back when in my 40-some years, you know, those futures didn't come up until August. What we see now is like they're year-round. You'll so put them just, up the day after the yeah, Super Yeah, it just right? keeps yeah. coming over and over and over and over again. I think the only the only loser we have is about four or 500000 on the 49ers. But you, you say to yourself, okay, all right, that's fair because we got three that we can win at. But, uh, yes, it's, it's quite different than it was. Be- the future book has a lot to do with it. You, humans mentioned, you know, the public has a lot more influence on, on a number like this during Super Bowl week. So, how well, much do you like when you're looking at that with the Chiefs and the influence that they'll have? Well, sometimes you move, sometimes you don't. But here's what we have going for yeah. us again. You know, if I come out here and look like a million other sports books, you know, everybody's jammed on the weekend. But I like to get a look at people in, at their face and see what it does now. It's like, you know, these things are events. You come to town, you make friends, you talk. Even if you're 12 deep and you're 30th in line, there's a guy with his ticket. But here's the best part. And, like, sometimes I'm real close to what, where the Connor is. And let's say we go from three to three and a half on a game. Well, that guy in line, he ain't getting out of line. He's laying the three and a half instead of the three. Now, anybody with obviously that, like, understands this racket would just get out of line. You know, you missed a minus three, you're not going to three and a half. The general public has blinders on when they just pick a team, which obviously helps us in the long run. But doesn't mean they can't get lucky and win four or five mm-hmm. in a row. Lucky's a bad term. We still pay them, you know, and we you pay some big, big parlays, but you'll take that every time. All right, I think some people out there are wondering, are you going to go back to Rams minus three? Are you going back from uh, three and a half to three on that game at this point, this, uh, at any point this weekend? I don't, I don't think so. I think, really? that, I think that, uh, you know, there's going to be plenty, plenty of money for uh, for the favorite there. Now, uh, again, it's, it's, and the other thing is very, just, I've seen this a million times too. Don't anybody tell you what the score is going to be on this Sunday. Don't anybody tell me before the fact, not after mm. the fact. I told you, Jimmy, you told me what? You blowed 27 times in order to pick one win, and now you're a genius. Did you hit the spa yet today? I know the spa was yes. uh, it was refurbished, right? It was down yes. for about a week. Yes. Oh, my God. I hollered at Michael Gone. Where'd you go? Oh. Well, uh, just take a week off dizzy. without going to the spot. Are you dizzy? No, oh. I went and watched TV in the lounge back there, but I couldn't <laughs> use the I, I had. I'm going there now a little bit after okay. a little bit after that. You're the best. You're second best. You'll come up, kid. Come on, man. I knew, I've known you for longer than he has. Okay, you're the best. Okay. You'll come up, JVT. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're going to have a big party at Super Bowl weekend. We're going to give away a room. I'll, yeah. I'll give away some food, whatever. And so, gentlemen, have a good day. See you later. We'll be here. Thanks, right, Jimmy B. See you, Jimmy. Jimmy Vicaro, the man, the myth, the legend, who does not, by the way, make six-figure wagers here at the South Point. No, he doesn't. He accepts them. So, I, I, you know, I, you asked about the Super Bowl number, if it was the Chiefs, and we're always going to do this because the Chiefs are the favorite and they're the Chiefs. I'm going to say it opens Chiefs two and a half. Yeah. Well, uh, that's my guess. If the public has as much and influence, that's saying right? That, you know, nothing wild and crazy happens in those two games. Let's say the, right. you know, if the, if the 49ers win by blowout mm. or the Chiefs win by blowout, maybe that impacts the number just a little bit. I'd be interested because uh, the public will like Kansas City. What's so your prediction? What do you think the number opens? You going to stick with one and a half? Nah, listening to uh, Jimmy, he's right. I'll, I'll go to two and a half because if you get one and a half with Kansas City, 
you'll get a lot of support at that number uh, driving that up. So it's a good point. All right. Well, we have plenty of time. Heck, maybe it's not going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals taking on one of these two teams. Could be. In the NFC Championship uh, game representative. All best right. bets up next. Yep. Well, best bets. Uh, recap uh, a wild week in the, or excuse me, a wild night in the West Coast Conference last night. We had comebacks. We had blown leads. And we had much more. That's on the other side here on the edge. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouch. It's a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find. Look at a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, we got to get the best bets before we get out of here. Uh, the Lakers last night, a little bit of bad luck. I got NBA last night, huh? Make yeah, the bet. Yeah. LeBron James, two hours later, is deemed as uh, questionable. The sore knee ends up not playing. Um, and then in the middle of the game, in like the first quarter, Anthony Davis gets hurt with a wrist injury. He leaves for a little bit, comes back. The other guy has a really good game. Ultimately, though, Lakers closes four and a half point underdogs and lose uh, in a very big fashion to the Philadelphia 76. We're pretty competitive throughout the game, though. Yeah, so. they were competitive throughout the game. Carmelo Anthony didn't like the taunts from the crowd in Philly. A couple yeah. fans got under his skin. How about this? I saw this on ESPN Stats and Info. Joel Embiid has scored at least 25 points in 16 straight games, second longest streak in 76ers franchise history. Uh, Allen Iverson had the longest at 27, but Embiid has carried this team. We're about two weeks away from the NBA trade deadline. Something might happen with Ben Simmons. Mm. How do you look at Embiid in the MVP race and and the Sixers as a team uh, to reckon with in the East? Uh, He should be the favorite, I think. Uh, Him or Nikola Jokic, maybe co-favorites. But those two, I think, should be at the top of the list. I know their teams aren't necessarily at the top of the standings. That's always what you look for. Uh, but what he's been able to do since he came back from that COVID absence, it was about nine games. He's been absolutely incredible, averaging well over 30 and 10 on 54, 55% shooting, carrying a team. And he's got the narrative, right? Ben Simmons not playing. Yeah. Empty roster spot, just taking up nothing. So he's going to be up there. And if he maintains this, 
it's it's he's probably going to win it because he's probably going to finish higher in his conference than the Nuggets will. Although Jamal Murray could come back and that can help out Jokic's case, but Embiid's it's been historic what he's been able to do. So I think that now title contention, <laughs> I don't think so. I also think there's a lot of voters who probably don't want to vote for Jokic two years in a row. Yeah. There's something about Jokic. People just don't like him, uh, right? They, they they voted him begrudgingly last year because yeah. there was one nobody left, but two you you he, couldn't make a case against him. He almost won by default. Yeah, everybody else dropped out. I think Embiid's in a pretty good position. We'll see what the Sixers do at the trade deadline as well. What do you have for tonight? Yep. All right. So three plays uh, in the NBA later tonight. Uh, we'll start Miami Heat six and a half point favorite to lay the six and a half against the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Again, these are all in the uh, articles in the morning. This is up to seven and a half. And it looks, this is just a horrendous spot, I think, for the Clippers tonight. If you look at it, sixth game of an eight-game road trip that they're currently on right now, third game in four nights, had to come back from double-digit deficits in the last two games the Los Angeles Clippers did, and you're getting a Heat team that are playing in the middle of a four-game homestand. They're 8-3 straight up, 9-1-1 against the spread their last 11, playing good basketball. Jimmy Butler's questionable with the, what they're calling an irritated toe, mm. uh, but I still think that the Heat would be in a good spot regardless of Jimmy Butler's status tonight. Uh, you'll probably see an adjustment off of the number, obviously, if Butler's officially ruled out, but Clippers, we're just going to play against the spot here and the fact that they're 25th ranked offense in the last two games in the first half of an offense rating of 85, and you're not going to get away with that against, I think, the Miami Heat. So Heat minus six and a half, Rockets plus two. This has moved against me, but this is on some injury news, not official, but Kevin Porter Jr. and Chris Wood, both questionable with uh, illness or migraine. So we'll see if they're going to play. We saw a half-point adjustment or one-and-a-half-point adjustment there. Rockets up to three-and-a-half. But also a poor situation for Portland. Not only the third game in four nights, but Nasir Little ruled out for the rest of the season just the other day. Member of their starting lineup. A great rebounder, great defender, has really helped them out. The net rating improves by 5.6 points when he's on the floor. I think it's a pretty big loss for a team that's already pretty shorthanded. Covington, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., also questionable. So play the Rockets. We'll see if Porter Jr. and Wood play. And if they don't, be in a tough spot there. And then last but not least, this number moved really well with me, uh, just like the Heat number did. Over 217.5 for Pacers Thunder. This is up to 220, got as high as 220.5. So the Pacers have actually this new look lineup that they've rolled out there since Brogdon and uh, Turner have been out. And it's led to awful defense, but really good uh, offense. And they've been you know, a lot of high scoring games, 283 points scored in that Charlotte game the other mm-hmm. night. Uh, so this is just a play on a trend here. Thunder can, I think, match up well and score some points of them. So over the 217.5 there for the NBA tonight. Three plays. All right. You got a good number on that one. Yep. So hopefully closing line value, that number will probably be like a 98-99 game. Uh, with that, football. So this flashed to 7.5 um, earlier today for about two hours or so. Back down to 7. So we'll just roll with 7. I'm not going to lay the juice. I'll just take 7 with the Bengals. I, I think they're pretty live. So I'm comfortable just leaving away the hook and not paying the extra juice and taking seven and thinking that the Bengals are going to stay comfortably within this number with Kansas City. You know, one thing about the Bengals I like, uh, I don't think they're going to be intimidated by the Chiefs at all. The fact that they beat them earlier this month, uh, I think it's got to give them confidence. Even though it's a young team, a lot of times you're going to think, well, a young team is probably going to roll into KC and get blown out, kind of like the Bills did last year with Josh Allen. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow and the Bengals seem a little bit different. And uh, I think it does have to give them a lot of confidence that they already beat the Chiefs. Also, Bengals have turned the ball over only one time in the past six games. Mm-hmm. If you don't beat yourself, you got a pretty good chance to cover the number. Uh, so I'm taking seven and a half with the Bengals at uh, minus 120. I think you can get Bengals plus seven and a half, minus 110 in some spots uh, this weekend. But right now, that's the best we could do. So Bengals uh, catching seven in the hook at minus 120 uh, will be my play. Also, in the other game, I, I lean Rams minus three. As do I. I have not played that yet. 
I thought this was interesting. I, I saw this on ESPN Stats and Info as well. The, um, the 49ers had to win in Week 18 in L.A. just to get into the playoffs. The 49ers will have to do something that has not been done since 1966, and that's win four straight games all on the <laughs> road. The last team to win four straight all on the road, the 1966 Chiefs have not done that. So we're going way back here. Uh, the Niners trying to do something that hasn't been done since the 1960s, win four in a row on the road. I think they're going to come up a little bit short here, and Sean McVay is going to stop the streak, uh, and Jimmy G is going to make the big turnover that hurts the Niners. But like I said, I, I don't love that game, just a lean to the Rams at minus three. Yep. Did you did you bet the – No, not yet no. because I didn't get it on the three, and it's three and a half. So I'm with you. Like Out of the two, I really like um, uh, Cincinnati. So if it gets to three, I'll play it. And if it mm-hmm. doesn't, then sit back, play it in-game, and see if I can get an opportunity there. Uh, what do you got for college hoops? Because we get to mine, well, too. Well, last night I uh, had Iowa plus two and a half. That was a loser. I'd stopped my winning streak this week. And yeah. uh, Purdue opened six of ten from three-point range, and Iowa one for 11 on its home floor. And you would think the opposite would happen. Uh, but uh, that's the way it played out, and Purdue won the game by ten last night. So I'm going to play one dog on Saturday. And the line's not out for this yet, but I think it's going to be three or three and a half. Maybe even see a four, even though I'm not sure. Ty Ty Washington, the guard for Kentucky, his status is a little bit up in the air. I saw Oscar Tashwebe for uh, Kentucky say, we think Ty Ty is going to be with us. So I'm going to cap this game thinking he's going to play, and he's really important to the Wildcats offense. Uh, Kansas has been living on the edge recently, lucky to escape in games against K-State, Texas Tech. I think this Kentucky team's a little bit better right now with Ty Ty Washington. Give me three or three and a half. I think you'll get at least three with Kentucky in a big game at Allen Fieldhouse on Sunday. So no plays in college hoops tonight, but in a big game on Saturday, I'm looking to take Kentucky uh, plus three or three and a half. I, I did want to throw one game at you tonight in the Mountain West. UNLV is a 14 and a half or 15 point underdog at Colorado State. That seems like a, a big number, uh, even though the Rebels got blown out at San Diego State 80 to 55. This, this Colorado State team's not really good on the defensive end, not great. On the glass, they have not been shooting a three real well. Yep. It seems like a game where UNLV should be able to sneak inside the number. A couple uh, leans for me in the Mountain West, and uh, you take leans for what they're worth, which means that uh, I haven't bet them yet, and if I do, it'll be only small bets. But I, right. I looked at UNLV plus 15, maybe Fresno uh, plus two as a home dog against Boise tonight. Yeah, I would agree with those, and I agree with the assessment with UNLV. I mean, at the very least, even after that blowout of San Diego State, still giving up just under a point per possession in conference play. And you know, two of those games were against San Jose State, but on the season, still also a defensive rating of under a point per possession. So UNLV can't really uh, score, but they can defend to a certain extent, <laughs> especially against right. the Colorado State team that has not performed very well, um, at least not as well as we expected on the offensive right. end of the floor this year. Uh, no, no plays for me today. To recap, though, wild night in the West, uh, West Coast Conference, uh, San Francisco, massive first-half mm-hmm. lead over St. Mary's. Uh, ultimately blow that, though, and lose outright. They're a two-point favorite, lose to the Gales, who were great defensively in that game. They up by 21, if I remember correctly, at yes. one point? Yes, over yes. St. Mary's. I saw Tim Murray tweeting about it last night. He yeah. was on the same side with you. That's uh, just a, a brutal one to take. It looked like you had a winner. And, and uh, BYU minus three as well, and as you uh, – uh, as you were talking about, some chaos at the end of the game versus Santa Clara. And by the way, it was a fun game to watch. It wasn't fun if you bet BYU. Well, no, you not were the end, the but it was minute. a good like shot-making, high offense. BYU threw a full-court inbounds pass, went out of bounds uh, for a turnover, missed a free throw, gave up a couple layups at the end. Just a complete meltdown by the <laughs> Cougars in the final minute. And uh, they, they, they turned a 74-70 lead into a one-point loss at the buzzer last night. So that BYU meltdown was... 
uh, kind of embarrassing. Quick uh, update on the Farmers Insurance Open of Torrey Pines. I've got Will Zalatoris at 35 to 1. He's now one stroke off the lead behind John Rahm. Got uh, Jason Day at 100 to 1. He's at 11 under, so he's three strokes back. And Ryan Palmer at 90 to 1, also three strokes back. And this is going to be a good tournament over the weekend, so I'll head down to San Diego to watch some golf. And I'll see you Friday night for the opening line show at Circa. Sunday night. What did I say, Friday? Friday this is Friday. I'll see you Sunday. Yeah, that's yeah. right. My Guys in the Desert, coming up next. Uh, we will see you then here on the opening lines as we get ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday night. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.